Dogs teach us how to live in the now. Dogs have unconditional love because all that matters to them is right now. I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today, meteorologist and dog lover Gary Lezak talks about the weather, life, and of course, dogs. If you're new to Dog Words, in each episode we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. If you love dogs, you'll love Dog Words. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. Please download, follow, rate, and most importantly, share Dog Words. Celebrate five years of Rosie Fund by supporting our campaign to sponsor 50 dogs. You can donate on our website or Facebook page. You can also contribute by making a purchase from the store on our website, buying a t-shirt at bonfire.com, or buying our note cards and shirts on barkyours.com. Links are in the description. Your donations and purchases help fund the Rosie Life Starter Kits that make sure these senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have some of the items they'll need in their forever home. Please follow Rosie Fund on social media. Subscribe to the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel that offers great videos of Rosie, peaches, and shelter dogs, including some exclusive content, like the wonderful Casey Pet Project dog featured in our latest post. Next time on Dog Words, photographer Penny Adams tells us about the difference she's making in the lives of shelter animals and how you can, too. The mission of Rosie Funds to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Today on Dog Words, we are excited to welcome back meteorologist Gary Lezak to the show. How you doing, Gary? I'm doing fantastic, Phil. Great to be here. Great to be on Dog Words. And we'll talk about lots of things about dogs in life. Well, you did a better job last time. You set the bar very high on the weather. We were able to do the interview on our deck. That's right. But now we're bunkered down in the basement studio because today you decided we needed thunderstorms. Yeah. We had thunderstorms, we had a storm moving by, and we'll talk about Weather 2020 and the LRC, my theory. The weather pattern sets up every fall right around the first couple weeks of October, and here it is, first couple weeks of October, and when we're recording this, and boom, a brand new pattern that's never happened ever before has just started. You introduced us to LRC, Weather 2020, last time you were on, and that business is still in the works. I will link to Weather 2020 in the description. Is the approach of the beginning of October for you the way the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas is for most other people? <laughs> well, uh, the holiday season is, is coming, but the weather pattern is just fascinating. It sets up now, and it is a very exciting time for, for me and for people that understand my theory of the LRC. The pattern that sets up now, last year was a 46 to 47-day cycle, and right now we're day six, seven of it, of what this year's pattern is going to be. Will it be a 45-day cycle, a 50-day cycle, a 60-day cycle? We'll find out in the next few weeks. But once you know what the cycle length is, you can make predictions. So this storm that just hit Kansas City with two to three inches of rain, it affected the Chiefs game. There was a lightning delay and all that, and the Chiefs lost, and they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, so it doesn't matter, right? Just a blip. <laughs> but, uh, but the pattern that just came through and produced the storm system that impacted that game, it'll be good to go back and remember it. Because, hey, remember the lightning delay at Arrowhead? 
Well, guess what? We're in that part of the pattern right now. There was a series of four storm systems when this pattern began, and that four-system series is coming right back now, whether it's December or January or February. Whenever it returns, the chance of these being snowstorms is pretty significant. So we'll be monitoring that closely. The weather radar, when you live in Kansas City, you can roll it through like for four hours or whatever and see, you know, what rain is coming or precipitation. And I look to the west, and sometimes it's coming down from Nebraska from the northwest. Sometimes it's coming from the southwest, Kansas and Oklahoma moving through us. The other day, I was looking at rain, and it was coming east to west. And sometimes after a system moves through because it's rotating, it appears, if you're just locked in on Kansas City, that it's going east to west, but it's just the clockwise rotation of something that's already moved through. I panned out and it didn't look like that. It just looked like these waves of rain moving from east to west. Was I just not looking big enough or is this something unusual that sometimes does happen? That happens every year. There'll be storm systems where it'll cause the rain to move from east to west. But this one was right at the beginning of this year's weather pattern. There was an upper level storm that formed in Arkansas near Mississippi it moved north into Missouri, and when it was fully formed, it had a whole circulation around it. So you have an upper-level low-pressure circulation, which is counterclockwise flow, and around lows, the flow will be from east to west on the top of it and west to east underneath it. So as it was moving into Missouri, Kansas City went into this easterly flow around that storm, and it caused all the rain and the clouds to move from east to west. It was fascinating, but that's going to return too. I'm sure a lot of people got tripped up just by glancing at the radar map and not actually rolling it through and looking to the right. west. It's like, okay, nothing's coming. I know. I'll go ahead and go to the golf course or walk <laughs> my dog, and then boom, they get dumped I know. On. It was fun to show an area of rain and thunderstorms off to the east near Sedalia, and I was tracked it our way from the east, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, that would be unusual for you. So again, weather 2020, it, it's fascinating. If you have a business that is an any way related to weather conditions. You need to check out Weather 2020. Last time we talked about if you're planning a wedding, maybe an individual wedding party doesn't buy your program, but a wedding planner or a wedding venue that has to think about, do we need to have indoor opportunities available for our outdoor venue? Any number of other businesses, which of course we discussed last time and you're well aware of, construction business, sports leagues, any number yeah. of. I know the, the top verticals for the business, you know, even though I've been very accurate in predicting people's weddings. So if you need a wedding forecast, just give me a call. I'll give you that forecast months in advance and uh, it'll give you some peace of mind. But yes, Weather 2020, we're really targeting saving lives with this technology mm-hmm. and helping businesses generate revenue and say mitigate loss. So when you have construction businesses or insurance companies or really into the energy field, natural gas, propane, mm-hmm. and agriculture, those are directly impacted by weather. But we are able to predict what's going to happen 100 days from now, as accurate as forecasts are seven days. When you look at a seven-day forecast, or now on KSHB 41, we have a 10-day forecast, and when you look at that 10th day in the forecast, it's about five to six degrees off, even when I make that forecast. A hundred days, I have a computer model now, and it's developed by this guy, Max Conrad, and it goes out 
six months in advance for the entire world. Wow. And the forecast at six months out, when we get to January, we get to July, August, September's forecast, they're as accurate as our 10-day forecast is. So you can rely on it. It's Mm -hmm. pretty amazing. So check out Weather 2020. Regular listeners to this show, certainly if they listen to your previous interview, know that you're a dog person. Or if someone lives in Kansas City, I'm sure everybody watches you on KSHP, but even if they're loyal to a different channel, they know Gary Lezak and they know Gary Lezak loves his dogs. How are they doing? We should have started the show with the dogs <laughs> and then got to Weather 2020 later. I love my dogs. My dogs are my life. Andy, my partner of 22 say. years. Uh, Andy, my partner of 22 years knows that my dogs are my okay, life. So, yeah. I wasn't worried about, I guess I was worried, is, is, does Andy listen to what? dog words? Is, is he going to find out that he's not the top billing? He knows. Dogs give you unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Andy does Two, right, Andy? I guess. I don't know. Human beings are tough with unconditional love. But you got to, for Andy to give you unconditional love, Yeah, you have to be open to that. You have to give him right. the opportunity to love you. A dog, right. it doesn't matter. I know. Their unconditional love isn't contingent on you opening the door to them in your life. Right. They're ready to love you regardless. Last time I talked to you, Rainbow was one. She's now two. Sunny is now six years old, so she's in the prime of her life, and she's doing fantastic. I mean, I could go into each dog. It's just incredible, the relationship, how they rely on you. They're living their life, and, you know, Rainbow has her life. Sunny has her life. I have my life. You have your life, and mm-hmm. he has his life. And we have our lives together. We're a family, the dogs. And and Andy will tell you that he takes the dogs out more than anybody. And I think I do because around my neighborhood, I don't see hardly anybody taking their dogs out. They must be inside all the time. But for me, let me just tell you, I take them out five, six, seven times a day. If I'm on vacation, 10 times a day. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, what if you had to go to the bathroom? You're just, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you relied on someone to take you right. every time. So I give them every single opportunity. And I like to take them to the dog parks and they go everywhere with me. But, but Rainbow, she's a black lab mix and mostly black lab, but she's mixed with something. I probably should do a DNA test. She's probably a greyhound, um, whippet mixed with black lab or something thinner. She's really athletic and fast, and she's gotten bigger. She weighs sixty-one pounds, and she's enough. She's enough of a force mm-hmm. if she comes running towards you at full speed. And poor Sunny. Sunny is 56 pounds. She's probably about five pounds overweight. Sorry, Sunny, but we'll get you there. But uh, she's great. But if she's not watching, Rainbow will come raging towards her just to play. And Sunny, if Sunny's almost always paying attention, so she'll like sidestep just as Rainbow gets there. So Rainbow whiffs and misses her. But my gosh, sometimes there's a collision. I'm like, oh, watch out, Sunny. Sunny's Australian Shepherd mix. And these two dogs. She has some athleticism with that breed, but she also has the smarts. She knows play smarter, not harder, instead of work smarter, not harder. I'm going to play smarter. I'm just going to sidestep you. Yeah, her hard playing is when she was by herself, and she'll play Frisbee all day long. She can catch it with her paws. She's just an acrobat. She's just really, really talented. And Rainbow now catches the Frisbee, too. But I have to hold Rainbow if I want Sunny to be able to catch Frisbee. Because if Sunny, if you throw the Frisbee to Sunny, Rainbow will start raging after it and Sunny won't go get it. 
So you have to let her do it by yourself. I'm not going to bother. And I I probably need to get some alone time with my dogs. I always take them together everywhere, and they're inseparable in some respects. But I think one of my goals for this next year is to take some time and have Sunny, it's you and me for the next 15 minutes outside, so then Mm -hmm. maybe Rainbow can be next. Well, think about people's children. You can't just do all the same activities together because – One might want to be books or movies. Another one wants to play sports. And there are things you can do together, but they also need that bonding time with you and and meet them on their own terms. And before we started recording, we were talking about living in the now. Right. Dogs help with that so much. Absolutely. Andy and I were on a walk just the other morning, yesterday. Yesterday morning, we took about a 20-minute walk with the dogs. And we're just walking through this little area into this park and Annie started asking me about, so how do I feel about myself and my life right now? And I'm like, I'm just all about now. Look look at Rainbow and Sunny. They're just walking, enjoying the trees. Look at that tree there. And he goes, no, I want to ask you a question. I'm like, no, Andy, I just want to be in the now. Yeah, let's enjoy this. I recently got back from a trip with my wife, Dawn and Peaches and a friend of ours who lives in Michigan we went to her house for a couple of days and then went up to a cabin in the Upper Peninsula. And there's just beautiful trails and lakes, obviously, and streams and waterfalls. And it was peak leaf season in the Upper Peninsula. Gorgeous. We took pictures, but there were so many people who seemed to be there exclusively to take pictures. Yeah, you want to capture this moment, but don't you also want to be in this moment? Right. Look at the waterfall, not through your phone. Right. Just look up at the waterfall, feel the mist on your face, right. breathe the forest smells. You talk about forest bathing. Right. Enjoy this moment so that years from now, when you look at the picture, your memory isn't going to be of taking a picture. Right. Your memory is going to be of that experience. I think there's a good balance. You just said something so important. I think so many of us get our cell phones and we just take pictures and videos and constantly do it rather than experience. Take a couple pictures and then put the camera down and experience. So then you have that documented if you want to go back and look at it. But yes, put the camera down and look around, and enjoy right now, enjoy the fall colors that are coming out, enjoy the experience. I agree with you. It's so easy to get caught up with that. If you're having these few moments, whether it's out in nature or it's a party with friends, which would you rather have? Hundreds of photos of that event and not actually participating. Right. Or zero photos but you were completely engaged in that moment. Right. I would forego all of the photos right. to have that experience. Exactly. With that in mind, like you said, find that balance. Take the photos, do the videos right. as just sort of a, a bookmark of this event that you can come back to. And, and but the, don't forego the event. Right, the bookmark. You might not even want to go back and look at the picture, so why don't you just experience Mm-hmm. Experience right now. That's the answer to life. <laughs> yeah. and I mean, right now, I'm looking at your sign, dog words, just talking about dogs. That's really what we should be spending this entire segment on. And dogs teach us what we're talking about. Dogs teach us how to live in the now. Dogs have unconditional love because all that matters to them 
is right now. They're not thinking about what's going to happen next and worrying about it. And they're not thinking about what happened in the past and worrying about it. So that's why when the dog does something bad, Rainbow the other day, you know, chewed up a pen and I let her know that she probably thought that's the 100th time you've let me know (laughs) or right then and there, you just have to tell her once and that's it because she's not going to remember anyway. She'll have in her memory Mm -hmm. that she's not supposed to do that pen the next time. She might think about it, but she's in the now. They teach us how to be in the now. So dog words. Just talking about dogs, and dogs teach us these these lessons. The dogs are there to teach us these life lessons, and we're experiencing our life through our dogs, and our dogs are experiencing their lives with us. It's just amazing. On uh, one of our walks on a trail on Tequananam Falls, there's an upper falls and lower falls. There's this beautiful river in the upper peninsula. And they have these great trails where you can get different views of the falls and you can go down steps to get closer to the river and closer to the falls. And because I was with Peaches, who's 15, I'm not taking her up and down a bunch of steps. And so Dawn and our friend Jennifer would sometimes go down the steps and Peaches and I would go up the trail a ways. And they had little side trails that were undeveloped. They weren't paved right. or fenced and we would go off on the side trails and then come back and then Don or Jennifer would say we'll take the dog because this one is worth going down or it's like well that one was nice but it's not worth delaying the rest of our journey for you to go down so we would move on so because I was waiting and going back and forth I would see people multiple times and it got to the point where we would cross paths with someone and they would go hi peaches and Don and Jennifer it's like what you know them it's like, well I met them 10 minutes ago but yeah, they know peaches they don't know me right but there was an older woman who had a not as older woman with her, but she was mobility challenged. And you could tell she needed lots of breaks and she's resting and and she kept eyeing peaches. And so one time I'm walking by her and I slow down enough and she kind of reaches out and says, is she friendly? I said, yes, peaches is friendly. We describe her as friendly, but not affectionate. Right. She'll let you pet her, but she's not going to roll over and show her belly and start slobbering you with kisses and stuff. She's very refined. Right. And the woman says, Oh, that was that was my dog that you know, we I just lost her a couple of years ago. And and so she's petting Peaches and Peaches is kind of then sliding up beside this woman who's sitting on a bench beside the path. And it's this beautiful river, this beautiful forest with the changing leaves. You can hear the waterfall in the distance. And she's in the now with Peaches. Wow. And uh when we finally decide to move on, I say, Well, thank you for giving Peaches some love, and she looks at me and says, I'll never forget Peaches. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So part of her yeah. her trip to the Upper Peninsula and being in nature was sharing it with a stranger's dog. Right. And she didn't even have to take a picture. No. Okay. But she's never going to forget yeah. Peaches. Amazing. And it's not just about remembering Peaches. She's going to remember everything about that moment. Right. That's a great, great thing. Amazing. You know, I just moved. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know you're a Northlander now, like I have been for years. So welcome to the Northland. You must have inspired me last yes, year. Yes. <laughs> you, you sat on our deck and thought, I, I want some of this God's country. I'm going to move north. How much did uh, the dogs factor into the move when you're shopping for where we're going to be? What kind of uh, is it a house, is it an apartment? What are we close to? It was probably one of the top deciding factors. We've lived in this really beautiful luxurious home years ago on a golf course, moved to the plaza in a very, very nice high-end condo. 
and I wanted to, I'm, you know, a few years away from retirement and I wanted to save, save, save. So I was looking for maybe a, an apartment. So we looked around, found some nice apartments and around the plaza, we found some, but it wasn't really the greatest dog experience. And Andy came up over here and found the landing at Briarcliff Apartments. And my first day when I walked up there, I was like, dog utopia. They, mm-hmm. have, a, they have a little off-leash um, dog agility course fenced in right across from our building. They have a 24-hour fitness center there. I'm giving, I'm giving them a whole plug. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I brought the dogs there, and I just loved it. It's right near the railroad tracks. It's near a couple of dog parks. Just I was going to say, there's great dog parks there by Mackin Park, and right. then there's trails. And then I don't know if you've been there long enough to know, at Briarcliff Village, we love Head Rush Roasters. Give them a free plug. Philly right. Time, give them a free plug. Yeah. Trezo Mare, so you have all this great commercial yeah. stuff right there. I've been there about 10 times. So okay. so across the street where there's that pond, yeah. and then the trail that goes up into that neighborhood, that's a great walk. Right. And so you have all kinds of trails around. And then I've been there the, a few times. And then the trail that goes to Parkville, and then you're accessible to Parkville yeah. Riverfront with that trail. And then west of Parkville Riverfront, there's that dog park that's a couple acres. And the new one at the Argosy is a dog park. Mm-hmm. And so have you been to that one yet? No. It, there's a new dog park there that's got the small and the large dog all fenced in, right? And you can walk over to the Missouri River. But um, And Barquet is right across the and river. Barquet is there. It's just, I love it up here. The dogs love it up here. We feel so good about our decision to move into this experience in an apartment and uh, I'm loving the Northland. You know, yeah. it's great. The dogs are very happy. So what was the transition like for them? How long did it take them to get used to? This it, is home now. Well, you know, we're used to living in uh, condos. I said it was high end, so the walls are thicker. The walls are thinner in apartments. So you got people you can sort of hear a little bit. And I, it doesn't bother me at all. However, the first week, the first three days we were in our apartment, I'd go to work and he'd go to work and the dogs would be alone in there. And we came home after three days and there's a note on our door, your dog never stops barking, okay? And so, oh, no. And there was no, like, apartment 108 or apartment 314. So, yeah, we, we had no idea who did it. We want to go this and apologize. This could be four floors down. I know. We want to, <laughs> we want to apologize. I, we don't want to. I'm sorry. But it was only three days after we moved in. So our master bedroom in the back has an extra wall. And as long as you close the windows, and it's probably sunny barking, but rainbows capable of barking, but mm-hmm. sunny mostly. And so once you put them back in our master bedroom, if the windows are closed and they can't see anything outside, they don't bark. Nothing so, to distract so them. So it solved the problem after three days, but we still have no idea who sent that note. But that was when we first moved in, and it was them adjusting. The dogs had mm-hmm. to adjust to their new living environment. And now I think they love it there. Do you know why they love it there? Because they just love life. Mm-hmm. You can bring them to an apartment 25 floors up in yeah, New it's, York it's City. It's not based on the square footage or no. anything like that. There's no. a view. We could have one room and they'd be happy. Mm-hmm. So they've adjusted quite well. I think they're loving it. Well, I'm glad that they're enjoying the move, enjoying their new digs. Uh, you talked about Rainbow last time being just a year old and you're going to start coaching her up on maybe some new tricks, new moves. How is that progressing? Great. And they do tricks together. You get them together. I do the double dog shake. Mm-hmm. I go double dog shake. And they both shake my hand at the same time. Double dog down. And they both go down. 
and then I go legs, and Rainbow goes through the legs. Rainbow will go through the legs like 10 times. And then Sunny will dance, and they do this whole routine together. It's really cool. You really kind of, I wouldn't say, you didn't make a name for yourself, but you made a name for Wendy when you would obviously have her on the air, but then also going out to schools and events with Wendy. For the last two years, you've not been able to get out of the studio (laughs) much. Rainbow doesn't care because Rainbow doesn't remember that. Does Sunny know the difference? Um, No, Sunny, Sunny, um, we're we're going to probably start going to schools again here very soon. You know, it's been a rough two years with the pandemic, but uh, before the pandemic, Rainbow at six months, seven months old, she was still half the size she was. She would go to some schools with me and she did her tricks already. We hadn't refined the double dog shake and the double dog down yet, mm-hmm. but uh, she would go to schools and enjoy it and say hi to every kid. Now she's a little bit bigger, so I got to watch her if we do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can see me taking both dogs to more public appearances coming up sometime soon. That's something to look forward to. And I mentioned last time you were on, and uh, I just want to make sure I mention it again. When I got to meet Wendy in studio. A long time ago. That was a long time ago. She was great. And I did not have a dog at the time. My wife and I both grew up with dogs on farms and then moved to the city. And it's like, we can't have a dog in the city that's not fair to the dog. Right. And we evolved on that as we started getting our dog fixed by volunteering at KC Pet Project and realizing, like you said, the dogs don't care. You're projecting your right. issues onto the dogs. Just make the best life for them that you can. But uh, I think that had some influence seeing, here's this great, energetic, smart dog who has adapted to this environment. I'm a television studio dog, and I don't cause a fuss. If they need me to do something, I'll do it. Right. And was just great in that environment. Yeah. Wendy, the weather dog, back in the 1990s, I adopted her in 1991. She was about a year and a half. And then she became my first dog on the air. I never thought I'd have any kind of gimmick at all. I just love mm-hmm. weather. But Wendy became quite famous in the 1990s. She was on the Oprah Winfrey show. She was on Animal Planet She met you in the studio. She would come to the studio an awful lot, and she would just walk around, and she was so great at that. Mm -hmm. Sunny at work, when I do take her at times, Sunny will whine a little bit, so it's hard to have her in the studio because she'll sit there and look over me while I'm getting ready to do the weather or the anchors are doing their thing, and all Sunny does is, Mm -hmm. and if somebody's telling a serious story about some murder or something yeah. out here. That's not... <laughs> All of a sudden you're... Yeah, it's not the tone. You can hear Sonny in the background, so but I can keep her in the back. But yeah, we probably could eventually get back to that. But yeah, I had Windy, then Stormy and Windy, then Stormy and Windy and Breezy all together. And Windy died, then we got Sunny. We had Stormy, Breezy, and Sunny, and then Stormy died and Breezy died, and then Sunny experienced Breezy's death we brought her with her when we put Breezy down. It was really an interesting experience to watch her go through that. So she like knew she was gone somehow. And then it was Sunny alone. And for about four years, I had Sunny alone. And Andy's like, we have to get her another dog now. She's young. Let's get mm-hmm. her a dog now. And he, he tried for a couple of years to get me to go down and get one. I, I, I just wasn't sure. I just, Sunny and I had uh, this little thing. And then, but then all of a sudden at the Plaza Art Fair a couple of years ago, here comes this lady up with this 
dog 11 weeks old and she goes can you make an announcement we just won this dog from pets unleashed auction last night and can you see if somebody might want it and i'm like i might want it someone might i think <laughs> i know someone it was love at first sight i called in and he goes yes and so we met we met uh Raymond. why are you wasting time on the phone with me what's the deal so we put her on the air that night should i adopt this dog sort of just for fun because <laughs> we have decided already <laughs> but we got like 500 responses from people and and everyone said, yes, you should adopt Any no vote is someone who wants the dog for themselves. Well, the no vote was for my Aunt Sylvia because <laughs> she said that I have too much on my plate. <laughs> Wrong, Sylvia. There's always room for more unconditional love. I think that's an interesting point. It's been said, if you want something to get done, give it to a busy person. Right. It's because they know how to get stuff done. That's why they're busy. <laughs> Having a dog, I think, helps with that, that you have a lot on your plate, but having the dog to give you the mental focus, the de-stressing, the, the therapy that having a dog around provides helps you then address all that stuff that is on your plate. Absolutely. I mean, it's amazing. I'm a pretty busy guy, and I've got a lot going on with my business, whether 2020 with uh, KSHB 41, chief meteorologist with all the responsibilities around town, being involved with so many events with animals and other agencies. And and uh, I'm just really busy, but dogs are just amazing stress relief. And you come home and they love you. And, and Andy has his own love affair with the dogs. It's just amazing. Just last night, Andy sent me a picture of Sonny's being Andre right now. Look at this. And it was really neat because remember, it was the lightning delay night last night and I was at work till one fifteen in the morning. So it was really cool to get a picture of Sonny with this little orange piggy in her mouth. This <laughs> is <laughs> a little squeaky toy. and But that's it, 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 usually Rainbow that brings the piggy. So Andy was like, oh my gosh, look at this. Look what Sonny's doing. I can't believe it because Sonny is grown up. Sonny's six years mm -hmm. old. She's the mature one. She looks at Rainbow. What are you doing with that piggy? But last night about midnight, I wasn't home. Maybe that was a factor. But Sonny got the piggy and brought it to Andy and says, look. Cute. Yeah, they open up a part of you that might not otherwise be open, and they help you make connections that you might not otherwise make. Like the woman on the trail, I probably wouldn't have talked to her right. if I didn't have a dog. I probably wouldn't even have noticed her because she wouldn't have been noticing me. Right. And if I had a child with me, I don't think that would have been the same. She wouldn't say, can I talk to your child? We wouldn't have had the conversation about a child that you do about a dog. Like, oh, how old is your child? Oh, I lost my child last year. Can I touch your child? Like, <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. That would be inappropriate. That's not going to happen. That would be creepy. But with a dog, that's perfectly natural. You want that connection. It's like, right. oh, you, you want to talk to my dog? You want right. to touch my dog? By all means, thank you for asking. And now I've connected with that person. I've made her life better. I feel better. I think it made my life better right. getting to share peaches with that woman on the trail. I love that. Now, Rainbow gets real super excited when she sees 
anything. So it could be a child, it could be an adult, it could be a rabbit. She wants to go say hi to that rabbit. Mm -hmm. Maybe she wants to chase that rabbit. I don't know what she would do with it. But she just is so excited with everything she sees. She gets overly excited almost. And remember, she's like 61 pounds now, so she mm -hmm. can get a watcher. And still so, has that puppy energy. And I don't... too. And, and, and it's natural for me to just let her have that energy, but it's not honestly safe. You literally have to discipline her and say, Rainbow, sit. Rainbow, sit. Stay. You wait, mm -hmm. wait, wait there, Rainbow. Wait there. Calm down. So, because yeah. Rainbow literally gets a little crazy, excited, and happy. It's all happy. It's all mm -hmm. great energy. So, I'm sure she's going to mature. She's two. Mm -hmm. When she's three and she's four, she probably will settle down. But she's always going to love everything. Now, the one thing Rainbow has trouble with is in dog parks, she is, oh, she's absolutely friendly and she's completely submissive. So she'll go up to even the smallest dog and turn over upside down to go say mm -hmm. hello. That's, so that's totally safe. But when the dog starts to play with her, she gets a little concerned. She's like, what are you doing? I'm not mm -hmm. so sure about that. So she probably needs a little more socialization there, but it's all from a good place. It's not a real problem. I just love to see her relax and enjoy it more. Whereas Sunny at dog parts is like, um, I just want to do the agility course. <laughs> yeah. Get these other dogs out of my way. Right. What are they doing in my park? <laughs> well, Gary, thank you so much for updating us on how your dogs are doing and weather 2020. That's going to be linked in the description. So check that out. And listeners might not think, well, I don't know that I would need weather 2020. Check it out. It's just, it's fascinating. And you might think of an application once right. you look at it that, oh, hey, wow. It's for, this, this is something I should check in with Gary yeah, and see how we can use it. Yeah, Phil, it's really, we're looking for bigger businesses to have bigger impacts. And so we're going to look in that direction. But in the next few years to decades, what we have discovered is that the river of air above us is cycling regularly. That's what it's all about. We have the ability to predict when significant storm systems will return. So we predicted this year the worst hurricane disaster is Hurricane Ida that moved inland and killed a whole bunch of people in New York and New Jersey after it moved inland. But it blasted in Louisiana, and we predicted that months before. Months before. Mm -hmm. And so it's an evolving technology. Weather 2020 with the LRC is an evolving technology. And next year when I come back and meet with you, I'm expecting tremendous success for us. I am expecting that. I look forward to that update and hearing more about what's up with Rainbow, Sunny, and maybe... Another, Another one? one? Who knows? Not a yet. A lot could happen in a year. Not yet. Not yet. But I love Peaches. By the way, your dog Peaches is just wonderful. Thank you. She's a sweetheart. Well, thank you again, Gary, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Thank you to friend of Dog Words, Gary Lezak, for joining us today. Links to weather2020.com and Gary's Facebook are in the description. Next time on Dog Words, photographer Penny Adams tells us about the difference she's making in the lives of shelter animals and how you can, too. A big thank you to alternative string duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dog Words. Supporting The Wires supports our mission. Now you can join Laurel and Sasha as they explore new music and delve into the inspiration behind each work as hosts of Sound Currents, on 91.9 Classical KC. Click on the Sound Currents link in the description for more information. 
Learn more about The Wires, including their concert schedule, at thewires.info and download their music on iTunes. Check out fiddlelife.com and learn to play fiddle and cello fiddle online from Laurel and Sasha, even if you've never played before. Celebrate five years of Rosie Fund by supporting our campaign to sponsor 50 dogs. You can donate on our website or Facebook page. You can also contribute by making a purchase from the website store, buying a t-shirt at bonfire.com, or putting some of our merch in your cart when you shop at Bark Yours. Links are in the description. Your donations help fund the Rosie Life Starter Kits that make sure these senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have some of the items they'll need in their forever home. As always, please download, follow, rate, and share Dog Words. This helps us with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Support Rosie Fund by following us on social media, and please subscribe to the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel. Our latest post features a wonderful Casey Pet Project dog looking for a forever home. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions at rosiefund.org, and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor or a guest of the Dog Words podcast. Thank you for listening, and remember, we save each other. Thank you.